Well, hello and welcome to another episode of The Movie Man. That was delayed, man. Are you asleep at the Sorry. wheel there or what's like what's going oh, on? No, it's I don't know. It's are you, Monday. It's are you feeling okay? It's not Monday. Oh, I don't know where I am. Let's let's continue. <laughs> uh, so we are back. We're back to actually having a, a episode that was recorded at some point within three months of when we're releasing it. Which right. is, yeah, we're back to our usual format of watching a movie, reviewing it, and doing our recommendations. No more pre-recorded episodes. No more pre-recorded. I mean, it'll happen at some point. I think maybe over Christmas we might, you know. We might do For that sure. so that we can be up in the Alps with our loved ones and not have to worry about bandwidth and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, no, it's great to be back. I'm so excited. Do we have uh, yeah. Do we have housekeeping, Pete? We've got some housekeeping. So the first and foremost, this is our first recorded episode since we announced our 500 pod bean listens. And the post actually was nearly 600 listens in total. So we want to thank everyone, whether it's one person who listened 500 times or 500 people who listened by mistake once. We I'd want like to thank you for your listenership. I'd like to personally thank all of the bots who <laughs> aren't actual listeners and are just, you know, scanning yeah. scanning we, the internet for places to deposit viruses and are registering as listens anyways. Thank you bots. We appreciate it. It helps us. Yeah. But uh like so the rest of the housekeeping, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, uh follow us on Instagram, of course, obviously listen on Podbean. Uh, support us on Patreon and send us a message via Facebook or the Movie Men Podcast at Gmail. No, don't email us. Don't do it. If you're going to get a hold of us, okay. use Facebook. I mean, you it, I, if you want to email, you, us, go yeah, ahead. I guess. But know that we don't check our email near as often as we check Facebook. So if you're hoping right. for, so a, don't email us for like help. Like if there's a zombie coming and you need like help right yeah as far as emergency services go email yeah. is not the way to acquire those services from us um but the links to all of those things are facebook patreon twitter instagram uh, podbean uh, you're mm. on podbean but whatever those are all yep. listed below um yep. and patreon uh, if you're one of our Patreon supporters who are paying uh, ten dollars a month or more, um, first of all, thank you so much. Thank Second you. of all, um, as you know, that entitles you to uh, like the show after the show, some some bonus content, some us just kind of sitting around the mics shooting the bull, and uh, yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about the movie. We'll talk about you know just kind of some random movie stuff in general. Uh, anyways, if you fall in that tier, your access to that content will be posted on the Patreon wall, there and there alone. So if you're looking for that, uh, sign into your Patreon and on the Movie Man podcast uh, timeline wall, I don't know, I don't know the terminology, the news feed thing, uh, that's where that will be posted. Perfect. Yeah. Is that... The end of the housekeeping. That's pretty much it, I think. Um, aside, I think so. aside. Well, there's one. Yeah, more. aside from the fact that, ironically, uh, we're not alone in the universe. Not no. Nearly. Uh, it turns out there's lots of planets with lots of different beings, and one of the beings from one of those planets is 
honorary movie man, Carl Eastman. Carl Eastman. It's a trap. It's, it's a trap. Uh, Welcome. I, 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 it's exciting to have Carl here. Carl's been mentioned in several episodes. Now, I, I won't be able I'm to tell count. you. I know. I won't be able to tell you the number, but Carl will. Carl, how many episodes three. have you been mentioned in? All right, three. Um, this, is one, this one counts. I'm going to count this whole episode as one, so okay. that's four. Really? I was going to say this episode... It counts for like two or three, but you know, I guess it's like in, um, it's like in Lord of the Rings when Legolas kills the elephant with extreme style and then slides down the trunk. That still only counts as one. Still only counts as one. You know, so yeah, that's uh, disgruntled Gimli. Three percent of the people listening caught that reference and thought it was really funny. Two percent have closed the browser and are never going to listen to us again. And the other 95% aren't even actually listening. It's just kind of on in the background, so it didn't really make a difference. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so, uh, what movie did we watch, guys? Yeah, we watched... Uh, I watched Lion King one and a half. Oh. That's, uh, <laughs> it's the wrong film. That wasn't the one? I'm no. sorry. <laughs> Shoot. I missed that memo. <laughs> we, uh, we watched a movie sort of strategically, sort of in anticipation for... Right. Uh, a big film event that's happening this December. That film event right. being Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker, um, the last film supposedly in the Skywalker saga. Um, right. And so we've decided to systematically work through all of the episodic Star Wars films. So excluding the animated films, the Star Wars uh, Christmas special, and Rogue One and. Uh, solo. We may do Rogue One and Solo at some point down the road, but it's not really on the agenda between now and December. Um, but we're going to work through all the rest, and we've decided to do it in order of release. Um, it's, that makes it's, sense. It's debatable. There's a lot of debate out there. You can do it in, in order of release, in um, chronological order, or in like a chain. There's a, there's a chainsaw order. There's a bunch of different variations. You can like pick and choose and do all kinds of stuff. Um, as, as many Star Wars fans as there are, there are as many orders of what they think the movie should be watched in. That is a fallacy. But um, we have, anyways, we've decided to do it in <laughs> order of it's release. It's a true fact. <laughs> uh, so yeah, A New Hope. A New Hope is the film mm -hmm. that we originally just titled Star Wars. Um, Correct. And then yeah. became. A New Hope. Um, originally, in our, wasn't in even, our lifetime, it was always A New Hope. In our lifetime, it was always A New Hope. Yes, um, and also always, no, not always, Episode Four. No, it was no. always Episode Four. Uh, no, I no. think it was just Star Wars original, like in, in the original release. In the, for yeah, George and, Lucas, it was always the fourth episode, though. He always intended to make a prequel. We'll get into that later. I'm <laughs> not buying it. I disagree, well, but. There's, there's again. There's I, so yeah. many. There's so many rumors and stories, and there's a hundred and one little crappy documentaries yeah. and and all of this stuff. So <laughs> it's all debatable. Yeah. Um. But yeah. right out of the gate, Carl, um, what, uh, what, do you, like, what is your impression of this film? Do you like this movie? Um. Do you wish oh, it was? Do you Wars. do you it's wish good. you were watching Sharknado instead? Like what? <laughs> where does where well, does I that mean, sort of fall? I like Firefly, but I've always loved Star Wars. <laughs> right. I'm shaking my head. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, I fire, I think Firefly is a better universe, but Star oh. Wars is a better 
trilogy movie wow. franchise because i mean there's only one firefly movie <laughs> and, and what does that tell you and really not a lot of firefly toys like merchandise that, wise star wars exactly is, no is the crap yeah. man not crap star wars crap. wrote the book on that yeah, yeah. Oh, there's, so. there's some fun stories around that too <laughs> <laughs> pete do you like star wars so in general obviously yes when watching the new hope or a new hope I'm wondering if this is, I'm, we won't get into right now, like, are the prequels better than the original three? That's, like, many people have died over that. I just want to state, I think New Hope, and this is not anything groundbreaking, is my least favorite of the three original movies. There were oh. some times where I'm like, this is a classic movie, but there were, like, some moments where I'm like, okay, I wish I was watching Empire, or I wish I, wish I was watching Return of the Jedi, but it's an important stepping stone first movie that is good and obviously it's a classic i would agree in a lot of ways and i would also say that um having grown up like i was born in 92 um and phantom menace came out in 99 so there was there was a good seven years there where i i had star wars like i probably didn't really get into star wars until i was like Oh, I must have been at least five or six. So there was really only like a three or four year gap where I only had the original trilogy. Um, That's why most people start getting into it. Yeah, if, but at but get into it. But right. at that time, um, I would I had seen all three, um, yep. and I definitely favored as a kid. I think I favored Return of the Jedi, um, and my least favorite was. A New Hope. And then even as the prequel started coming out as a kid, A New Hope still remained my least favorite for a very long time. And I think really the reason what it boils down to is often we would go to the store, we would rent the VHS. Um, like as a kid, I was requesting this is what I want us to rent. We'd rent the we'd rent uh, Return of the Jedi and I would go home mm. and I would just fast forward and I would watch the last 30 minutes. I would want to see <laughs> the big finale. I would want to see, and it wasn't even really the space battles. To me, the, the big, lightsaber the big fight battles. Between Vader and Luke. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's what it was all about. And so, um, A New Hope is very, uh, it's very limited in the lightsaber market, um, and what is there is very, very clunky feeling. Um, it's in the early stages of what. Um, you know, it was in the early stages of figuring out sort of all the the physics of the lightsaber within the Star Wars universe. Um, Mark Hamill has said in an interview once that <laughs> um, George's George Lucas's instruction to them on on what the lightsaber was and how it behaved was that you had to keep two hands on it. Like they said, imagine oh. when it's turned on. It's the same right. weight as like a medieval broadsword. Right. It's this big, that, heavy kind of, you know, crazy thing, which is why it's very, they've always got two hands on it. And it's kind of that this, explains. Yeah, that explains so much. Yeah, it's the sweeping back and forth motion. And so in the context of that interview, Mark Hamill was commenting on like lightsaber fights from the prequels. And he was saying like. I that doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, with what we were told, there's no way you could you could achieve that. Like, that's just not you know yeah. they're too heavy. Um, but then you <laughs> see them in the prequels, and they're pretty much weightless. Oh, they're just flipping them around like spaghetti noodles. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm curious noodles. if so. I'm sure you guys know this, but there's actually like a guy who in, 
invented the light the lightsaber combat forms and he's mm. he's like the lightsaber fight coordinator for the movies okay i'm wondering if he was not on the the a new hope or even any of the original trilogy no he was he was oh. definitely on return of the jedi oh okay because there are screenshots of him okay working with mark hamill and oh. mark hamill's like covered in sweat <laughs> and they're both holding like the the, the practice lightsabers oh okay. for coordinating it hmm. that makes sense because there's definitely a drop-off between empire jedi new hope and then obviously a huge difference between the original three and the prequels as far as the lightsaber choreography and style so yeah so this film um it starts out and uh you know it's 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 kind of a slow start too like i think that's another thing that you know maybe from comparing it to the other star wars films uh a new hopes kind of got going against it because it needs to really establish a bunch of stuff before you can get into um sorry how's it a slow start so i'll okay, answer okay brady Aside do you mind if i do you mind if i answer brady i don't uh, understand how it's a slow start I do mind. so li- yeah listen oh then go ahead and then i want to continue <laughs> no it's fine i just yeah no it's okay i get what you do it starts and there's the space battle and there's a huge battle like there's yeah. no conversation for like five minutes because sure. you know they're they're attacking the ship the ship gets drug drug up into the the Star Destroyer. Sure. Uh, and then you got a whole bunch of people running around on the on Leia's ship, lining and, up, ready to and take out the Stormtroopers. Historically, the door blows open. Stormtroopers rush through. Hold people on, dying. Carl. Historically, chaos it's the only like time in like space history that the Stormtroopers are actually lethal, that they actually take out the people they're intending to and don't just shoot at walls and That's whatnot. That's not true. That is very true. No. Because they... They were easily recaptured the the shield generator in Return of the Jedi. So there's a whole anyway. there's a whole the, there's a whole theory. On there's, that. Yeah, there's a big theory behind why they're so bad in A New Hope. Have you never heard that theory? No. That oh that, yeah, we're gonna we're definitely getting yeah, into that. That they're that they're intentionally they're doing bad. it on purpose. Oh. Yeah. Also, there's another theory that those those stormtroopers. So because since we're on it, those stormtroopers that board that ship yep. are the five o first. Uh, Legion. Those yeah. in in the older in the in the New Republic, which is the, the original trilogy era. Yep. The, yep. Uh, no, the original trilogy era, not prequels. Um, the New Republic. It's oh, right. Those yeah. those stormtroopers of the five hundred first are mm. the only clone troopers left. Right. All clone troopers. Yeah. Got transferred to the five hundred first at some point between. Uh, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Gotcha. Right. Yep. Because all stormtroopers now, or all new stormtroopers, are just guys They're named either humans Doug. or clones from other dudes. They're yeah. not Boba Fett clones. Boba Fett. Yeah. Or Jango yeah. Fett. Jango Fett. Fett. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, those, it, clone, those 501st Legion are like the best of the best, and they're under Vader's control. Right. Yeah. So it's that's, just a, that's it's just a guy named... reason those ones are supposed to be so so good. Fair. Yeah. I play that. Yeah. Most, most stormtroopers at this point are just a guy named Doug wanting to put food on the table for their family yeah or so and i'm going to take this as an aside can we have a moment of silence for all the poor empire stooges that got sucked because we all bully on darth vader for being an evil guy because he's bought into the system but all the poor stooges that have just been like jobless for six months and they're like honey i guess i gotta work for the empire and put food on the table and get caught into this whole whirlwind i i felt bad because i feel there's at least one or two of those guys (laughs) i I, have you seen the meme 
where it's a stormtrooper sitting on the side of his bed and his head's down and he's all depressed and he's like, I had friends on that Death Star. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I, yeah, I don't, anyways. Um, so yeah, so, so that's I, a I, that's a big moment. I okay, I guess you're right. It it starts yeah. out and it's got some yeah. some power. It right starts away. out pretty quick, but then but for all the people that say Phantom Menace is slow because oh, there's the Padre side story and whatnot. I fell asleep during that whole droids in the desert sequence. Like that I was like, come on! It starts fast and it gets slow wait, because oh, of the desert stuff. Like the first time that you saw it, or. Just recently, no, when I'm we were watching it. using hyperbole today or when I watched it the other day, but I was like, this is getting a little long. Like, I don't need to see C3PO bumbling around the desert for six hours. It's... I mean, what does this add to my story? I, I, I'll make this argument. It would have been just as good of a story as if their pod, R2D2, and C3PO had landed in Luke's backyard and said, hey, Uncle Owen, let's use these two droids, than having this whole. Uh, being kidnapped by the Jawas and sold and wandering, lost in the desert. I don't know. I mean, during that process, we we do get a lot of character development and we do get a lot of um, the building blocks for the relationship between C-3PO and Um, R2-D2. Arguably, some of the most important characters in the original trilogy and the prequels they don't seem to well, matter in all the star the wars trilogy. movie saga they're the yeah. only ones that appear in every movie that's right yeah <laughs> and wow well, yeah i'm barely i i that's a whole when we get to the sequel trilogy we'll talk about that but i they're being sure. grossly moved to the back burner and that's yeah yeah very unfortunate they even show they even show up in rogue one right like yeah, yeah. There, there's a yeah. scene where you're like ah, oh my god but anyways um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so I, I mean, I guess, yeah, it picks up, it picks up and, um, you know, uh, it's something I always confused me when I was younger, uh, Mm. not confused me, but was, was sort of like an odd, um, oh yeah, there's more to this is that Mm. the, the, to me, this film's kind of got two climaxes. Sure. Right. So there's all the stuff that happens there's the garbage compactor there's uh vader killing obi-wan there's yep. yeah the whole escape from the death star which when you're watching feels very climactic it feels like this mm, is up. Yep. this is the big escape and Doesn't one of our heroes away. dies yeah. and it's you know it's whatever and then there's a whole mm. another 25 minutes where like yeah. with the trench run and everything so mm. It kind of it's got it's it's got a little bit of uh, Return of the King syndrome there, where it's like, ha it's an ending. No wait, we're gonna give you another ending, um, <laughs> yeah. but not as yeah. not as relentlessly as you know, yeah. as Return of the King. You're watching Return right. of the King, and you're like, okay, this film actually ended two and a half hours ago, and now yeah. <laughs> it keeps fading sort of out to black. Pseudo climax is there for like it's not a. It's not a false thing. It's there to enhance the story. Right? Oh, sure. Like, give give Luke purpose, more purpose to blow up the Death Star, star than, and you know, kind of build on that. The Force is with him building blocks. Right? Well, and he's angry and he's hurt, right? Like Obi-Wan, his family's dead now. Yeah. Obi-Wan is dead. Yeah, he doesn't really have... He's at a point where he doesn't really have anything to lose. Which acts as yeah, great motivation for him because he's he's 
he's just he's in it now. He's got nothing to yeah, he's got nothing right. to return to. So he just kind of lost his family. He's lost his mentor. Yeah, right. yeah. Oh he's, yeah. He's he's all or nothing at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, which is awesome. I I have a question. Which sure. which because we all watched this separately. Um, okay. Pete and I are no longer recording in the same room as previously discussed, mm. and the reason why the last two episodes were episodes out of time. We are we live about two hours away from each other now. Um, Carl lives in the same neighborhood as Pete, um, but they don't hang out when they don't need to, and so they still chose to watch the movies <laughs> separately. Um, what version did you guys watch? Because there's several several versions of this movie. Yeah. So I watched. I'm. We're looking at the box set I've got now. So I think it's the 1997 uh, special edition version. Okay. That was released on the 20th anniversary of the original New Hope release. Sure. And Carl, what one did you watch? Uh, I unfortunately watched the DVD re-release, <laughs> oh. the most recent. Oh, okay. Yeah. And and so did I. I watched the Blu-ray, yeah. the Blu-ray okay. special edition, up to date. Now, yep. can we? Can we take a quick second? Actually, before we talk about the changes, Pete, sure. why don't you hit us with some trivia? Um, oh, sure. I've got a bunch of, you know, we're going to talk about changes. We're going to talk about some facts, some fun little things that maybe you didn't know. Um, yeah. And I'd hate to think that any of that would spoil some of your delectable trivia. So. Oh, thank you. So some rules of thumb, because obviously we're going to have a wide range of listeners. So there's going to be the gurus or the Jedi, as you have it, like on the level of you and Carl that will know these answers or that might know. It. So even if you know the both of you know the answer immediately, just wait a couple seconds just so that the novice listeners can have a second to kind of rumble it in their head, okay? Dude, I'm a Jedi master. I do like what do you That's your takeaway? Yeah. Okay. I, fair enough. I'm I'm a Jedi master. Master Alaskoskus. Carl Carl was a master. Um mm-hmm. And then brought. I'm fire. more of a gray Jedi now. <laughs> then he brought. <laughs> he live in a cave. <laughs> he brought Firefly into the mix, so he's been demoted oh. to, to Jedi Knight. Hey man, I still love Star Wars. I just like Firefly a little bit more. And that's you know honestly, we I don't th- judge you for. I don't judge you for that because mm-hmm. I am a God fearing man, and the Bible does talk about false teachers and. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, we still the, need to love you. We just don't need to appreciate what you're saying. Bad, bad, I'll just school you in Star Wars knowledge and yeah. show you that I'm still better. Bad, All right, let's get bad, to it. Bad things are going to come along, and you're going to think that they're they're really great. But that's that's really the devil at work in your heart, Carl. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the first question. So obviously this movie was released in the 70s, so that's a bit of... True. Next question. Or... <laughs> A part of this story, so main character or just this movie? of a new hope who have a speaking role. How, how many? many sorry, female, say the question again, and how a many more coherently this time? Okay, how many female characters are in a new hope that have a speaking role? Uh, and the fact that you have to think this hard about it is a little sexist. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have my answer. Okay, Carl, do you have an answer in mind? Yep. Okay, how many, you guys can say how many you think. I, I think three. Okay. Uh, it is two. No. So, yes. schooled. <laughs> Baru, Lars, and Princess Leia. Yeah. You're thinking of Mom Martha. She, Ma, Mothra, she doesn't Mothra, show up till the second She doesn't one. show up till Jedi. Correct. 
So that's that's Jedi. So I'm thinking, see, but that's and that's tricky because there's yeah. So there's two very similar scenes where we're like looking at Death Star plans. Yeah, we're like okay, but it's yeah, it's the it's the ugly dude in the first one. So one point, Carl. Let's just keep track here. (laughs) All right, but just like when you think about it, in the whole trilogy, there are only three females with speaking parts, and two of them were in this movie. So well, that. I mean, Jedi's got the Twi'lek. And if you're watching the special editions after the VHS re-releases, there's also, uh, what's her name, Lips something the singing, in Jabba's palace the singing that sings. Girl. But she oh. doesn't talk. She's technically she sings. a girl. So I don't know she that. She sings. But she's technically a fe- being voiced by a female. Are you she, assuming she, <laughs> Are you assuming gender? No, I'm assuming I'm, I'm assuming I'm assuming her, she has no She's an alien. She has no <laughs> in, she has no direct influence on the actual plot. No. True. Alright. Next question. Next question. So the phrase so I have a bad feeling about this is a recurring statement in these first six Skywalker saga films. Who uses the phrase in A New Hope? It's in every single movie. Which one is who says it in A New Hope? Uh I, I know the answer. Yeah, I've got my answer. Okay. Because Carl has been owning this, he has to go first. What? No. Oh, okay. So, no, because then I'm just going to copy his answer. Okay, Brady, you go first. Yeah, I definitely know the answer. Okay. Brady? Uh, yeah, I'm thinking. Um, oh, sorry. Okay. In... Um, uh, in Empire... I'm, I'm, pointing, in, I'm pointing on the cover of the box to, to uh, of the movie to Pete so that I can't change my answer. Yeah, I'm not... In, okay, in, sure. In... in, in at first, at first, I thought my answer was going to be Han Solo, but okay. um, he says it in Empire. I think right. I think that it's Obi Wan. Okay, and that's what I said. Okay, so I am so happy to say I stumped both. Oh, of them. really? Is it Han? It's actually two people. Luke says it on approach to the Death Star. He says, I've got a bad feeling about oh. this. And then in the trash compactor, Han says it. Right. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, wow. hey. Yeah. That's fine. This was... Uh, this I was guess a- the real Star Wars fans may be godded at home, but yeah. Yeah. neither of you did. Wow. So I'm, yeah. I'm 0 for 3. I'm feeling really <laughs> destroyed right now. Have you seen these movies before, Brady? I have. Are you sure you watched it? <laughs> I, I live by these films. Okay, wait. To be fair. Okay. Um, the second question is kind of a BS question. Uh, the second question isn't really a Star Wars knowledge what? question. No, come they're, on. They're all, all kind of fringe questions because I knew you guys will, like if I give you easy ones that most people would know, you guys would still hit out of the park because you guys no, know Star Wars. So they have to be fringe. No, they have continue to be on, Moof Milker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, Brady, do you know who I, that is? <laughs> I do, Yes. Okay, uh, so he's play- obviously played by Sir Alec Guinness in these three original movies, but is eventually played by Ewan McGregor in the prequel episodes one to three. Ewan McGregor has a family connection to the original trilogy, however, in that his uncle plays a character. What character does Ewan McGregor's uncle play? I do know this one. Okay. Carl's oh, I'm thinking. I'm going to get stumped just because I can't remember. That's all right. But I've... I've read it and heard it talked about and talked about it with people before. Okay. Uh, Let's give Carl a second. 
I, I think that's fair because he is our guest. Let's, uh, let's uh, let him. Let's let him think. Yeah, I'm letting him. I'm not. I'm. I'm horrible with names, so I'm not going to remember the name. Or oh, whatever, you don't need to know the it's, actor's it's, name. Yeah, but... it's just, it's like a side. No, oh, but it's like sure. a side. It's like a not important sure. character. You like Han Solo or something? N- no, like he's not one of the main. Okay, he's not one of the main characters of the plot. Sure. Uh, I want to say he's like, just like a side fringe character. Like, is it my turn? The guy who pulls the lever, or the <laughs> stormtrooper. It feels or like my. That might feel guy like who mop, the guy who mops the floor in the Death Star. <laughs> Brady, do you want to do like, want to give your guess? Yeah, Admiral so, on the Death Star. You see his face. So, yeah. so Carl is correct in the sense that it's not. He's not a main character. Yep. Um, he's wrong in the sense that he thinks it's someone as small and insignificant as a lever puller. So right. Ewan McGregor's uncle's name is Dennis Lawson. Right. Uh, who played Wedge? Correct. Who played Wedge Antilles in oh, the Wedge. three yep. uh, original trilogy films? Right. Yep. Which feels. I'm sorry. The fact that I knew he doesn't even have an accent. So. So that doesn't mean he. Ian's got a huge, like a, a defining English accent. As an like, actor, so there's get, so many things. Maybe he's married into the family and is an uncle. Maybe he isn't using his accent in the movie. Also, um, might I point yeah. out that Ewan McGregor. Is a Scottish mm-hmm. name, and he has a Scottish accent, and not an English. <laughs> Whatever. <Shut up>. <laughs> <laughs> I want to deduct more points from Carl, but we'll just give one to Brady. There we go. Just wait. Oh, so so okay. Hang on. Just one. When yep. I knew both the actor and the character's name. That's true. You knew actually the fact that you knew the actor's name. It was such a fringe name. I'm going to give you two points. Yes. That's right. Yeah, that's true. I would have that. All I wanted was Wedge Antilles, but you gave me the actor's name, and that's I'm slowly but surely closing that gap. Yeah, is um is a side note. Wedge was actually played by two char- two actors in the movie. The first was on the set for one day and then got let go. He, he, apparently, he said has a line in the debriefing when they're like, "Oh, those torpedoes won't take down the Death Star or something." No, you can't hit it. You can't. Hit yeah. You yeah, targeting computer, and then and then like, he was let go, uh, and then with the actual actor who plays Wedge, then was taken over, and then he was in all three movies. So. Wow, yeah. you give your line, and the director's just like, "That sucked, get, get out, out of here, <laughs> don't, don't bother coming back." <laughs> I don't know who hired you, but you're gone. <laughs> all right, so we've got one more question here. You guys might get this. I'm confident. In addition to Harrison Ford, who obviously got the role. Who else auditioned for the role of Han Solo? And I'm going to give you four options, okay? So oh, one can of I these just people tell you? auditioned. Can I just tell nope. you? Nope. I uh. have to give the listeners at home for the fun of their... They need to have some options. Can I, can, this, I, okay? can, I, can I... Before you say it, can I Facebook yeah. you my answer? Of course. That way that's, it that's doesn't feel like I'm just, you know... Yep. Yep. You want to flex your muscles, and I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to list the options, and before I reveal it, I'm going to make sure you We're Facebook We're picking me. one or how many of the one, ones you say? One of these four okay. auditioned, okay? So the first is Sylvester Stallone. The second, Brady, I, I hope you're listening, is Sean Connery. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> the third is Liam Neeson. And the fourth, Mel Gibson. Oh, really? So Okay, so it we should point out that yep. the um, the actor I sent you wasn't listed, but did also oh, but, but did also fair. screen test for Han Solo. Fair, fair, yeah. 
because I'm sure there was more than two, so that's a, that's a valid thing that you sent me that actor. Yeah. Right? So what um, what were the options? Cause yeah, <laughs> I Mr. Just assumed I Mr. Had it right. Ego over here. So Sylvester Stallone, Sean Connery, Liam Neeson, and Mel Gibson. One of these four had an audition for Han Solo. Okay, I've I've got my guess. Connor. Uh, but it is a guess. Sure. Yeah, sure. I, I got I got a guess too. Yeah. Okay. Who goes first? Sean Sean Connery. That's no, it's not. That, Sylvester fine. Stallone. Yeah, yeah that Sylvester was, Stallone. That was my guess. That was my guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, but but you said, re- read the question again. In addition to Harrison Ford, who uh, who got the role? Who else auditioned for the role so, of Han Solo? But Han- we discussed. We were just talking about this before. We started the podcast before yeah. we got a hold of Brady. Yeah, and uh, Harrison Ford didn't actually audition. No, well, he was just reading. He, <laughs> he was, was called in for a reading for Princess Leia. Yeah, and, <laughs> well, and and for Luke, and for Luke. So that that's kind of a trick question. Yeah, George. who else was considered? For goodness' sake, <laughs> George. The wording is important. Fair enough. <laughs> George Lucas had a relationship with Harrison Ford from working on American Graffiti together. Do you know what he did on Green? What his relationship was, Brady? I you know what he his job was. No, but I haven't. I, ha- I haven't seen. Yeah, pulled the lever. I haven't seen <laughs> American Graffiti, so I. He, he's he wasn't an actor. Okay, this was his first acting gig. Uh, yeah, okay. but we could tell by his craft what he did. Like was, if he did was, the backdrop or if he did the sound design. Like I would know if it was Harrison Ford. So if I had seen American Graffiti, I could. Tell. Yeah, I'd go. Oh, cameraman too. Oh. Hammerman <laughs> 2 is Harrison Ford, obviously. <laughs> no, Harrison Ford was a set builder. Oh, yeah, we would have known from seeing the movie. Yeah, yeah look at that. Like, uh, Carl, you're not listening. <laughs> no, you, you were alluding to it, and Brady, I don't think, was catching on. No, he was. Oh. I could tell. But, no, for sure. Uh, see, that makes sense, too, because you'd be watching the film, and you'd be going, I just get the sense that... <laughs> yeah, that's that, Harrison Ford's work. I get the sense that when someone was building this set, they were unnecessarily grumpy. <laughs> listen here yeah i got here kid listen gotta, here princess i gotta build this damn set uh, yeah so he was a set builder on cool on uh previous movies of george cool. Lucas's. I don't know, so so i've got some let's talk about changes sure um so yeah to the different editions of the movie yeah it, it, throughout the years how it's changed are, mm-hmm. now the are, the, are, the one that we where have, do you want to start with the first changes for the vhs deep, deep, uh i'm just I, it's I, it's just going to kind of be sporadic here like sure yeah i'm I, i'm not that uh you know i'm not that thought out um so the first change that we need to talk about is is the greedo scene uh, oh yeah it's had yeah, countless ridiculous. countless changes <laughs> countless changes throughout the years um sure. you know initially do we know what the original was like what was yeah, the original? Han, Han shot first yeah, Han shoots him first. that's legit yeah, yeah. okay yeah. absolutely okay and it and it didn't change with the vhs release it really only changed with the dvd release yeah you know, I watched the VHS, and I can attest Greedo shot first, or shot simultaneously, or what have you. Yeah, so they so initially Han shoots first, and then they change yeah. it, and they because True. initially I don't think Greedo shoots like in the original theatrical release. Uh, Greedo doesn't yeah. even shoot. Yeah, Han just really? ruthlessly guns him down, right? Right, like Han would. 
Right. Now... Well, he's got his gun out. He's going to shoot him. Yeah. Like so, he, it's not for show. So then they sort of CGI in Greedo's arm. Um, and Greedo shoots mm. him clearly first. Okay. And then at him. over yeah. the years throughout the um, throughout the different releases, they kind of edit it together. They they kind of close the gap a little bit more with each release um, to make it seem a little more like a simultaneous shooting, um, mm. but still very much like George was adamant. He wanted the... He wanted, he wanted the impression. Harris, he wanted Han Solo to, to be a good guy. Yeah, not he was shooting in, in defense and mm. not, yeah. Yeah, which I have two major issues with this. Sure. First is the character of Han Solo, and second is the character of Greedo. First, Han Solo. He's a scoundrel. He does whatever it takes to survive. Bounty mm-hmm. hunters got him in a corner. Cornered, cornered animal bears teeth and bites. Yeah. Right? He's a scoundrel. That's what he does. Right. So... I don't think that's outside of his character. He's not a good guy. He's an anti-hero, right? Mm. Um, second is Greedo. Greedo is supposed to be this uh, gla- well-known galactic bounty hunter. Yeah. If he shot first, how did he miss him so badly? At point blank. At point blank but like range. three feet. Like, yeah, especially on the DVD release, like you see the blaster bolt where it hits the wall behind Han, beside Han's head, That's true. and it's like it's That's at least true. a foot foot and a half away. That's a very good point. If he's a galactic bounty hunter that has yeah. been hired by Jabba the Hutt, is well known. Greedo, have you he's ever, a horrible bounty have hunter you and deserved to die. Have you considered <laughs> enlisting as a stormtrooper? Because <laughs> yeah. if we got so, a job for you, yeah. That in my in, in my opinion, I think yeah, Han always shot first, and that's the only thing that makes sense. It's, sure, yeah, it's the way it's supposed to like, be. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If, um, if Greedo shot first, Han would have been dead. So it's the only thing that that makes sense more than Greedo shot first, hit the wall, and then Han shot him. Sure. So so <laughs> another problem? another change and a very 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 minor change um, sure. is the addition of a new hope to the opening crawl. So yeah. when so when the mm-hmm. film opened in 77, the opening crawl began with the words, it's a period of civil war. Uh, mm-hmm. But when the film was re-released in 81, Lucas added the title episode four, A New Hope to the Top. So it wasn't mm-hmm. until 81 that it, that it became episode four. Hmm. So, you know worth whatever yeah. uh yeah. A, a more bigger and significant change was the re-edition of a scene that they shot and then left out of the theatrical edition right. and then added back in and it doesn't make any sense in these in these films there are some good changes there are some bad changes they've gone through you, and they've cleaned up a lot of of the, you're talking about the job of the hut scene yes. why doesn't it make sense yeah because here's okay so when the film's originally shot Right. Yep. And you can go online, you can go on YouTube and you can find the footage of the original scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. It's shot with sort of a, a big, husky, Irish guy. It's like a John Candy lookalike. Yeah. And um, it they, you know, they kind of have the conversation um, mm-hmm. and and you know whatever because jabba the hutt is after han solo right that's like a big sure. yeah. overarching storyline throughout that yeah. yeah um yeah. and so but it was cut out 
It was cut out of the film. Yeah. And then the first time that we end up seeing Jabba the Hutt is in Return of the Jedi, where mm. he's been redesigned to sort of a big foam latex worm puppet alien guy. Yeah. It took like six people to run. Yeah. <laughs> and so they they basically, they, you know, in one of the re-releases, they took the footage, they CGI'd in very in, right. in not super well, CGI'd in Jabba the Hutt, uh, and they had the conversation again. This it is 1997. Well, this all is, the all the aliens in the most Eisley scene were added in in that like not all but like a lot uh, when when they're when the speeder is moving through town. There's like a big oh, dinosaur looking thing that an, was added in at that point. What an ugly it, scene! It definitely it's, it yeah it doesn't it definitely doesn't look seamless anymore. No, but yeah. And they add and in that in that shot. Um, Quick, and, quickly in that shot of the Moss Eisley thing when they're walking through sort of the market area, mm-hmm. they've added a lot of Jar Jar Binks esque comedy, right? A lot of yes. sort of silly slapstick, slapstick stuff yeah. that didn't yep. need to be there. Anyways, so yep. so the big issue, uh, the two big issues I have with the fact that Jabba the Hutt shows up in this, one yeah. is from a script standpoint, it doesn't make any sense. Um, because there's a moment where um, Han says, Jabba, you're a wonderful human being. Yeah, that <laughs> part. I didn't notice that until like quite recently. Yeah. I'm like, that doesn't make sense with the no, new edition. No, but it did make sense when they shot it because he was, right. a, he was a human being. A human being, yeah. yeah. So that didn't make any sense. Also, you, like, you, before that scene got added, Mm-hmm. You spend two whole films yep. hearing about Jabba the Hutt. Yep. Hearing about this guy who poses an issue. Uh, mm-hmm. He's after us. He's He's got a lot of power. He's someone we don't want to yeah. piss off. Um, right. But we don't Lobster, ever get to see him. Yeah. And, and, Gang lord. And, and it kind of builds this big anticipation for... You know, mm. this sort of this fear of it? the unknown, yeah. right? Man behind the curtain. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and this kind of just dispels that. It goes, no, this is who he is. This is what he looks like. Yeah. We're not going to show you him again for another two films. Yeah. And he'll look much better in two films, even though yeah. even though it's older technology, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> visually he looks better, but like physically he doesn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's put on a lot of weight. It's been a rough few years looking for Han, okay? He's gotten yeah. pretty lazy sitting yeah. in his palace. He um, doesn't make house calls anymore. CGI-wise, there's a couple of changes throughout the film that happen. Um, again, some don't really make a lot of sense. Um, there's a shot where the stormtroopers are saying, oh, you know, there's footprints, two sets of tracks leading away from the pod. They might, you know, um, and mm-hmm. they've added some more CGI stormtroopers and whatever in the background. That's fine. Yep. That doesn't really, you know, whatever. Either it wasn't necessary. It doesn't mm-hmm. hurt anything. Um, they CGI'd a big ass rock in front of R2-D2 when he's hiding from the sand people, um, which again huh. didn't seem super necessary and really while you're watching make it a little more sense it, it makes a little more sense except for the fact that i look at it and i go he like the opening's too small now how the hell did he get in there yeah right. it, it's like this big massive rock that just sticks out 
One thing that they did change to that scene, though, that is a lot more noticeable, <coughs> excuse me, is the call of Obi-Wan. Oh, the right? uh, yeah. so the so great dragon call when he shows up and and each Which, did you guys know that that's what that call was no a, a crate dragon no no yeah a little bit of trivia there it's like this oh. weird <laughs> elephantine cry yeah. thing that yeah, happens yeah. right so, and in the original yeah. he does make sound but it's yep. more like human esque sound and more you know whatever yeah. whereas now it's like <laughs> yeah. which like oh, I don't what is appreciate. that like I, yeah like what's going on. Like, what exactly is it supposed to, like... It's supposed to be a crate dragon. Yeah, but I'm... Yeah, I don't know. Which but, is like a massive... But why? dragon. But why? I don't know. Yeah. Tusken Raiders are afraid of crate dragons. Yeah, so Moss Eisley, like we said, Moss Eisley gets a big um, makeover. They've had Everybody's afraid of dozens and dozens. <laughs> yeah, they've added dozens and dozens of stuff in there. Yeah. Um, One of the changes that I appreciated... And I thought added to yeah. that it was added for the DVD release mm. was when Han Solo when they run when they're on the Death Star trying after getting out of the trash compactor and they run into the stormtroopers. Oh, they add a bunch. And of Han Solo is like, ah, get back to the ship. And then he turns the corner and he's chased them into a room full of stormtroopers. Instead of there being just like ten more stormtroopers, yeah. it's like a hangar bay yeah. full of stormtroopers. So, that yeah. was really cool. In the original, it's like a dead end hallway. There's basically yeah. like in a closet, <laughs> and there's four yeah. guys that are running like an underground. The storm, and the stormtroopers are like, "Why are we running away?" And they yeah. turn around and yeah, there's they've uh, got like so. a little discreet poker game happening in the broom closet, yeah. and yeah. they decide to chase them. But oh, yeah, no. So those, are, I mean, those are really the big changes. Uh, they cleaned yeah. up the soundtrack. Yeah. They fixed sure. the lightsabers a little yeah. bit. Um, Would, there are still moments, even in the new special edition, there are mm -hmm. scenes during the Obi Wan Invader fight where you can still see the rod, the like the metal rod. Yeah, yeah. So well, it's still not so well I, done. <laughs> I, when I was watching the movie, I was kind of texting Pete yeah. some some things and i was like have you seen mm. the the fan made obi-wan versus darth vader fight right oh yeah uh, they clean it up question. so much oh yeah. it, they, so they take shots from the original film yeah yep. and then they do their own thing and not only it make like they kind of update the fighting because they're they clip in their own fight bits yep. and it just makes it look faster and more aggressive and there's some like you know one-handed stuff going on and yeah yeah it just makes it look yeah i guess what i i agree like maybe they could have spent some of their time reamping that up instead of just like slapstick crap in moss eyes like, yeah, yeah totally like really uh so i'm gonna give you some real quick uh just rapid fire fun facts we don't need to really discuss them um sure. you can kind of make a quick comment on each one but there's quite a few here so we'll just kind of go through them real quick okay sure um star wars opened in 32 theaters on May mm -hmm. 25th, 1977. So not a lot of theaters, um, but was expanded to 43 over the premiere holiday weekend. Um, Star Wars, the Star Wars budget was initially $10 million, but was boosted up to 11, uh, 11 to $12 million after it was completed. So I don't know if that additional was like marketing, um, mm. you know, yeah, I don't know stuff like that. As, as a side note, I read the budget for the '77 movie was actually almost equal to the budget of the 1997 special edition reboot. Oh wow! 
to so they clean spent it up and as do much, all that stuff. They, they spend as much to reboot, to add Jabba the Hutt and clean it up as the original movie. That's really interesting. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at the 19- but at that point in time, it would have been a drop in the hat. Oh, oh sure. For sure. Sure. At the 1978 Academy Awards, <laughs> Star Wars took home six Oscars for Best Art Direction, Best Costume Design, Best Sound, Best Film Editing, Best Visual Effects, and Best Original Score. I had no I read this as well. I had no idea that it was that popular and it was nominated for 10. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I was surprised. Game yeah. changer. Yeah. Yeah. Um Han boasting that the uh Falcon's Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs was originally a writing mistake. So George Lucas mistook parsec for a unit of time. Which makes no sense because Parsec oh, actually measures distance. Now, so they've explained that away in they've Solo. Actually, it's not distance anymore. Oh, oh, I haven't seen Solo. Do they explain it in Solo? You haven't seen Solo? I, I, I haven't. Either. I don't want to watch Solo. Yeah. I'm not interested. Why? Do, I, don't, I know who Han is. I don't care where he it's, came from. It's, yeah. it's good. It's it's worth watching at least once. All right, it's, it's on it's Netflix. Good. I can watch it for free. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch it. Um, Maybe. But basically... Uh, <laughs> Maybe Pete and I will groan through it after this. <laughs> so they, they, still, they still do. They still explain it is a measure of distance, um, but it was achieved by uh, how close he flew to wormholes and stuff. So right. he was so actually able way, to complete it in a shorter distance by bending reality and you know. Yeah. So the way I've I've understood it from reading from legends and can, now canon stuff from Disney is that it's it's like part uh, the Kessel Run was like a, a, a trip from point A to point B, mm. but a parsec was every time he had you would jump to essentially like jump to hyperspace so most people would have to make several jumps to hyperspace in order to safely get around it but han like just jumped right through it taking 12 parsecs which would like i guess i don't know how much fewer than the original trip but yeah he 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 did it dangerous and quick and with fewer jumps kind of thing right oh, okay which you do see in solo you see the castle run Oh, do you? Yeah, so stuff like that is fun. It's got, you know, kind of a fun. Um, yeah. Darth Vader, the name Darth Vader, has simple origins. Mm. Darth is a variation of the word dark, and Vader is a variation of the word father. So mm. literally right out of the gate, he was telling us, by the way, Darth Vader He's is the daddy-o. daddy. <laughs> He's daddy-o, yeah. Um, James yeah. Earl Jones, was picked, who was picked to voice Vader due to his deep voice uh was paid a total of seventy five hundred dollars for his two hour work <laughs> wow which but i mean this is seventy five dollars or seventy five this is seventy five hundred dollars in nineteen seventy yeah well they probably did oh, his voice work in seventy six right mm-hmm. um uh, lucas used vintage newsreel footage of actual world war ii dog fights to help him choreograph his space battles interesting yeah. i knew that yeah. sir alec guinness once famously declared star wars as fairy tale rubbish alec guinness <laughs> really did not like star wars yeah which is I, maybe I didn't know disheartening for people recently. to hear but he yeah he, like he was not a sh- yeah. no he did not stand behind 
the thing at all. Guinness negotiated the best deal of all the main cast members, receiving 2.5% of the profits of the movie, which Ooh. came to $3.3 million back then, estimated Ooh. to have made him $60 million over the years from this deal. Not bad wow. for rubbish. No kidding. Uh, that rubbish pays your bills, son. Yeah. While shooting the trash compactor scene, Mark Hamill held his breath so long that he popped a blood vessel in the side of his face. Lucas Dang. had to adjust framing while shooting the rest of the scene to avoid showing the dark mark. Hmm. And just to jump back, I did do a calculation for the inflation. So $7,500 for James Earl Jones in 77 approximately would be about thirty grand in today's terms. Oh, okay. So, like, I mean... For two hours work? Still, for two hours work, that's okay. I mean, comparative to what that movie made, he didn't cash well, how in mu- on How much movie. did Vin Diesel make for doing Groot? Too much. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, what else do I have here that's kind of interesting? Uh, Chewbacca's growl is the blend of a bear, lion, walrus, and badger. Hmm. And he's based off George Lucas's dog. Yeah. Oh, Indiana. R2-D2's voice was created using synthesizers loops, synth- bleh, synthesizer loops matched with beeps, tweets, and boops patterned after infant coups performed by Bert himself. So hmm. what's interesting is um, the decision to make R2-D2 beep and whistle came in post-production. So hmm. while filming the movie... R2-D2, and there is footage of this out there too, R2-D2 actually just speaks with a human voice and curses a lot. So any of the moments where C-3PO, where R2 goes beep, 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 boop, and C-3PO goes, watch your mouth, R2. And we go, oh, that's cute. That's kind of a funny, whimsical. (laughs) No, no, no. R2 was actually cussing. He was- He was a uh, foul-mouthed little droid. Wow. yeah, Yeah. Um, Darth Vader's sinister breathing was recorded by sticking a microphone inside of a scuba tank regulator. Mm-hmm. Um, the Tusken Raider yowl is a cocktail of mule sounds and people imitating mule sounds. You know, the, <laughs> <Isn't it always? laughs> yeah, which sounds more like a walrus to me, but, uh, right. and yeah. can I, can I say as a sad on Tusken Raiders, I never made this connection, but I read it when I was planning for today that, the Tuscan Raiders attacking Luke in a way is like a vengeance on his father just annihilating a whole town. Mm. Yeah. Like I feel there's something poetic in that happened. Yeah, for sure. And it was just and it was good. The fa- there's some good there's some good canon around the Tuscan Raiders fearing Anakin Skywalker as this like demon with a blue blade. Yeah. Huh. It's it's some there's some good canon in that. I bet. There's comics and stuff. There's cuz one Tuscan Raider survived to tell the story. <laughs> Old Chuck. And yeah, he's yeah, so like Darth Vader is like feared as this dark sinister faceless demon with blue blade that slaughtered an entire Tuscan Raider camp. Which I mean, he mostly did because of his mom, but also cuz they were taking shots at him in the pod race. hey you know what they shot first yeah that's right yeah uh the famous lightsaber buzzing whoosh was made by blending the hum of a 35 millimeter film projector and passing a broken microphone cable by the tubes of an old tv set Mm -hmm. which is really cool yeah uh sound production guys on this on these movies like 
went out of his way to find the craziest stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. I seen a documentary once and he was like, you know, those big uh, tower uh, electrical t- uh, towers that mm. got the cables, support cables. Yep. I've, I've seen a documentary where he's like out recording, like, see, like smacking that with like a metal bar and recording the reverberating sound of the wire. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, use, and using that for stuff, like, yeah, for yeah. the sound of like engines and things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Uh, do, 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 do. Like Star creative. Wars. Star Wars used to have a really stupid title. You know, that's not a surprise. <laughs> the opening title originally was Adventures of the Star Killer as taken from the Journal of the Wills, Saga 1, The Star Wars. <laughs> Featuring Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> like it's that's awful because yeah, originally Luke yeah. Luke's character's original name was Star Killer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. Which is which they've returned to once in the Force Unleashed video game series. Um, they have a character there named Star Killer, who is Vader's secret apprentice. Um, and then on top of that, in the sequel trilogy, we have Star Killer Base. So they've kind of paid homage to that, um, you know, quite nicely. Um, it was the ex-wife of George Lucas, uh, his wife at the time, who made the decision to kill Obi Wan Kenobi. Hmm. <sighs> wow. Yeah. She's awful. Uh, Lucas didn't allow Carrie Fisher to wear a bra during her scenes. I did read that. Yeah. Fisher, the actress who portrayed Leia, was planning on wearing a bra underneath her costume, but Lucas didn't allow it because he said that there was no underwear in space. So Fisher (laughs) didn't wear a bra, but taped her breasts down to cover it up more. Yeah. It must have been really... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 50% of your female actors are not allowed to wear underwear. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The word Wookiee was coined years before filming the movie. Uh, When Lucas was working with Terry McGovern in THX, uh, McGovern said, I think I ran over a Wookiee back there. Lucas asked what a Wookiee was, and McGovern admitted that he had made up the word. So, you know, for Mm. what that's, you know. Uh, used to look like this one's this one's different too (laughs) this one's awful uh and um this is the second last one but this is yeah uh kenny baker was a three foot eight actor who played r2d2 and has admitted that there were times where the cast and crew broke for lunch and forgot that he was in there oh no oh Oh, man that'd be so bad that's horrible that's so mean oh poor guy Um, and and also um quite historically kenny baker (laughs) and anthony daniels who plays c-3po aren't friends they don't they didn't really get along so that was also interesting um also uh when and this is the final one when directing his actors how to act lucas would often usually only tell them be faster and more intense. <laughs> wow. It's good direction. It's like he just... Yeah. But if you <laughs> think about it... He looked in the dictionary it, and just it, found two words and just used them If over you think again. about it... and the He's next, not a great director. When, when, we, <laughs> no. when we sit down to watch uh, Empire, <laughs> think about that. Think about, you know, the direction for this scene was faster and more intense. Mm, yeah. You know, 
So he, he's got he's got an ingenious mind for creativity and and business, but he's not a great director. Oh, a yeah. genius mind! Like really, he in yeah. a lot of well, ways, George Lucas set out to do something that hadn't really been done yeah. since Tolkien wrote Lord of the Rings. Well, you know, so business wise, mm-hmm. he he owned and Luke, Lucasfilm owned all merchandising rights to Star Wars. Well, yeah. Do you know how he got those rights from the studio? No. No. He all his directorial financing. Oh, wow. He, so I think it was between A New Hope and cuz Fox did A New Hope and Paramount did um uh, Empire Strikes Back. Mm. And in in that ex- so uh, George took it to Paramount mm-hmm. and he said, and he said, I'll give up my, my, um, you mean Fox, a lot of my directorial Fox, not Paramount. Yeah. Did it go from Paramount to Fox? Regardless. Anyway, he, he, he gave, gave up his he directorial gave up, rights. He gave up his, fi- the finances, like the pay Yeah. to say, I'll, you guys, I'll do this, you, you know, cut this pay and I, give me all the rights. And like the foolish morons they were, they're were like, that is the best deal ever, and they signed on the dotted line almost immediately, not foreseeing, but the how how merchandising can be effective. But it's it's not that foolish. Like if twenty years ago I said, "Hey, I'll sign you over all the rights to Instagram or something," someone would have jumped all over that deal, and be like, "Instagram, what's this crap?" I mean, at the time, merchandising rights for like toys and action figures at the time was just dead in the water. Not, not really. Yes, they were. To- no, Star no, no, Wars no. revolutionized the toy industry. No, because at that time, you've got all, pretty much every TV uh, kids show mm-hmm. cartoon yeah. was created to sell toys. Transformers, He Man, but they were all created to sell toys. But but Star so, Wars totally re envisioned the for landscape. Movies, right? Probably for sure. But but like, I'm just saying this because like George Lucas saw the potential in his movie. Right. He saw he saw what what could come of it, and the, and the impact it could have, Fair. not just cinematically but culturally. Yeah. And he believed in it so much he he gave up a lot of money. Yeah. For in, in the present because he knew he'd make more money in the future. On, on selling toys. But I'm arguing that it was dumb luck because the coin flipped in a way that it worked out, but it wasn't a sure thing. I think I think the studio saw... Um, what the studio saw was immediate return. They okay. saw, you know, we're going to make money right away and we're going to make guaranteed money and right. we're going to make money that we don't need to put any more work into. We don't need to have toys designed. We don't need to market toys. We don't need to do any of that. Um, and you know, so I, I, I can see why the studio did it, but I mean, it definitely didn't serve them in the long run. It didn't work out. Right. Like, and because at the end of the day, um, that was a big part of like when Lucas sold Star Wars to Disney, he sold it Mm. for like $4.5 billion. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. I, I think and we often don't realize. half of realize, that money to charity. Yeah. We often, oh, really? we often yeah. don't realize exactly like. Four point five more. billion. It was at least half to the Jar Jar yeah, Banks Foundation. To the Jar Jar Banks Foundation, yeah. <laughs> making dreams come true. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, is there anything else really? Like, I mean, there's there's so much we uh, you could talk about Star Wars all day. So yeah. so two things, actually three things. One, 
I I am in the camp. There's obviously I alluded to to this first. There's everything from oh George Lucas wrote like a ten thousand page st- script, but decided to just focus on the first third of it and make the first movie. And then if things went well, he'd make the next two chapters. Everything to then you know what that's BS. He just made it as a standalone movie, and then when it was so successful, he kind of rewrote the book and went went on as kind of kept writing it as he went along. That's what I think it was. I I'm sorry. I I just don't believe that he had this huge massive storyline arc planned out. I I don't buy it. So okay. But. So what I've read. Uh, sure. th- there's a couple of there's a couple of things that you can't and obviously he's going to say oh I had the plan from the beginning well so the story that I knew growing up sure was that uh, was exactly what Carl said the story I knew was that he originally he decided to make episode four first because yeah. um, he 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 because of the fact that in episode four, the galaxy is very run down and it's not mm-hmm. this lush, beautiful place and sure. effects wise uh, and cost wise, yep. a new hope was going to be the cheapest film to make. Yeah. Um, so okay. it was, but the also filming the, like the clone war saga. That's a lot of mm. like, he doesn't, he didn't have the money or the manpower or the visual effects to do. Right. So since then, that. since then, either in interviews from George or documentaries or articles or whatever, I've heard that that's kind of not really true. Um, That when he made Star Wars, he kind of maybe had an idea about where he wanted to go um, and that he did certainly put a lot of thought into backstory um, and that he had built a universe in his mind, um, but that he didn't... You know, he didn't that's, have it flushed out. He didn't have it flushed out. He didn't really have a set. Oh, there's going to be three prequels. Oh, there's going to be all this stuff. Um, but it is worth noting that so Phantom Menace comes out in 1999. Yep. By 1981, the opening crawl of A New Hope does say Episode Four. Mm-hmm. So. I don't. I, I I would say that it's probably somewhere in the middle. I don't think sure. when he made a new hope that he had a plan that that he had a sure. solid plan. I I don't yeah. think he was thinking very far past. I need to get this damn thing made, and I need to not go bankrupt yeah. in the he process. Needed, he, he needed he needed to get his vision out there and get people excited about it before he could start long term planning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But that but doesn't I, mean he didn't have long term plans. I, I would say I would say definitely by the time that he was working on um definitely by the time he was starting to work on Return of the Jedi, he knew he knew what he wanted the backstory to really be. Um but even still, like I saw, you know, I've seen footage um, sort of can- not candid footage, but there, there was a documentary about the Phantom Menace that I watched the other day. And in it, uh, Lucas is sitting down at Skywalker Ranch, his house. Um, mm. And it's like 1992 or 93 at this point. Um, and he's sitting down with a pen and paper to start writing um, Phantom Menace. Hmm. And he doesn't really know where to start or what to do right so you know it's it's those things that um maybe the truth lies somewhere in the middle 
So, Carl, out of 10, what would you give this film? Uh, I'm, I'm scoring it, eh? Uh, let's see. Well, I mean, uh, you, you are you're our guest of it... honor. You're the guy that knows all of the... <laughs> well, I don't have a system You like won Pete. the trivia. I mean... <laughs> but, uh, now, technically, we tied. You got... Two or three, I got three. True. And you know um, what? You know what? I got some out of my own trivia. If you, if we want to put you and Pete up against each other. <laughs> oh sure, sure. I'd uh, anyway, I would. I'd probably give it a, let's say, eight point five. Eight point five. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. It. Yeah. Yeah. Pete, even with even with all the extra changes from the the VHS re-release and the DVD re-release, then mm. yeah. I'm somewhere close to that, probably an eight or an eight point ten. So definitely within the it 8. was 10? worth ten. <laughs> or sorry, eight point eight, eight eight and eight point eight. Yeah, that's eight point ten nine nine. Yeah, no, somewhere between eight and eight point eight. Uh, so definitely worth the price of admission if I saw it in theater. Oh yeah, I'd love to go see this in theaters, even yeah, if it was yeah. the even if it was the special edition re-release. Yeah. 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 Brady, what what would you what would you rank this, Brady? Um, I would put it like a seven point nine. Doesn't sure. quite doesn't quite reach eight for me. Um, and that's mostly because you know, like I'm leaving room for the other Star Wars movies that I like more. Sure. In yeah, in giving it fair. that that rating. Um, Carl, yeah. why don't we do your trivia in the uh, the after show? The, uh, oh, okay, sure, the, yeah, yeah, the, the, the Patreon bonus content show. That's right. That's um, a good idea. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Once in a blue moon, that happens. Yeah. Um, so that leads us to me asking you a very, um, very serious question, Pete. Sure. What did you watch this week? Or actually, in the two week, like we haven't recorded in like two weeks because we had like some backlogged yeah. episodes. So what is what yeah. have your eyes been a viewing? It's been a bit of a hiatus. I had a very relaxing couple of weeks. I read a book. Ooh, is that what you, is that your your? Uh, it's not my recommendation to do is read a book, but it was watch a movie? it was a nice <laughs> contrast to all the movies we watched. It was just a change of pace. Yeah, but I I'm, did. Uh, I what book did you read? Start I'm looking for now. different podcast he, employment. Kind of you. <laughs> uh, an indie writer, if you've heard of him, his name is C.S. Lewis. Oh, yeah. Uh, Okay. Small left and comer. Anything I've known of? Maybe I read. It was one of his science fiction novels. Science fiction. Oh, yeah. Okay. Voyage well, to Venus. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. It was weird. But uh, in all seriousness, movies that I saw. So I I didn't watch a ton, but I watched a few. Um, so I'll just <clears throat> list the top three. I watched Dunkirk. Um, wasn't the best Christopher Nolan movie, but it was decent. Okay. Um, I watched Dazed and Confused, which is a classic coming of age movie, apparently. And it has Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. All right. Oh, that's what Matthew calling happening? right now, actually. Matthew, up, we can't talk right now. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, actually, Days of Confused was a little disappointing, I'm not going to lie. About halfway through, I was just checking the clock every 10 minutes, wishing it was over. <laughs> but I watched it. And the third movie I'm, I'm going to say I watched was the live-action Aladdin. Okay. Ooh, that was a good movie. I saw um, that in theaters. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, it was not that good. Oh, I enjoyed it. I'm going to tell you what I liked. What I liked was every scene with Will Smith in it. 
And it honestly was reminiscent of Hitch. It felt like Hitch 2 with every scene he was in because he was kind of like the romance coach to Aladdin. Like, oh, Mm. don't do this, do that. And then every scene Will Smith was not in, I found just dragged. And I just found boring. And the the comparison I'm going to make, when I saw the live action Lion King, I obviously the cartoon Lion King is better, but it's very much 1A, 1B. Like, they're very close. Mm -hmm. The Aladdin cartoon to me is fantastic there's a huge drop off between the live action mm. and the just it felt a little too comic-y the jafar wasn't as menacing right um, oh, definitely I, I not he definitely wasn't yeah. as scary so there was just a lot of things that i just yeah i didn't enjoy it as much i love the will smith if i'm i'm gonna rename the live action aladdin hitch 2 <laughs> and for that element i enjoyed it yeah okay um yeah. and and you also watched so and then I watched um, that movie you recommended to me called "Won't You Be My Neighbor." Right. Oh. Yeah, it was. It got me in the feels. Right. Did you tear up? Like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at different points. It, what an incredibly powerful story. Just you. You literally. I, I, you yeah. literally go from yes. thinking. He's a very cool guy. Yeah, you literally go from thinking he was kind of strange, and yeah. the show was kind of low, but like the low show wasn't all that great. And no. like I don't know, to watching the movie and thinking this man was a sa- like this man's amazing. Yeah. When yeah, when you realize the man's underlying motivations, and you realize because there's some people that you realize okay, their nine to five persona on television isn't what they are in real life. This guy was wore his heart on his sleeve. That's who he was. He, he yeah. had the benefit. He had the 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 well being uh. of. The children of the nation on his conscience. Yeah. And well, not just wa- the children. Anybody he yes. met. I've heard stories right. that, like, he would meet some random stranger on the street, and he would very intentionally want to get to know them. And right. if, like, he right. found out when their birthday was, oh my goodness, he would send them birthday cards every year. <laughs> That's so awesome. I'm not surprised. Like, yeah. I, I met you once at a party. You found out when my birthday was, and you sent me a birthday card. Right. Who does that? Right. How like how nice of a guy are you that you, and and it you just care bleeds, that much about people? It, it bleeds through in his being because I didn't realize. Uh, for those who haven't seen the documentary, watch it, people. There was a point where the funding of the show was in in jeopardy, and he went up against like he was talking to a senator or someone yeah, he, in Congress. He, he he appeared before Congress yeah. to talk to Congress. And a few there was this bulldog, and like. He just like gave a sincere speech from the heart, and the guy's like, "Yeah, you've you got your funding. Here's the X million dollars. Here's, you here's your show. twenty million like, dollars. It. Yeah, yeah." And it's like, "What? Like, wow." Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was pretty um, amazing. I gave I gave the sh- the movie an eight point eight out of ten, but I'm gonna say it's flawed because my system doesn't really take into account documentaries. So there's not, certain. So it's things, not as good as Star Wars. <laughs> no, well, there's certain things like plot, like character development, or like just that don't apply for documentaries. So it's a flawed ranking, but it was a really good movie or a documentary, a really good documentary, totally worth the view. I can't wait to watch the Tom Hanks, um, movie that's coming out this fall about Rogers. Yeah. Um, yeah. That yeah. should be really, mm-hmm. should be really good. Yeah. Yeah. Brady, what did you watch in these, uh, past, seems like a long time, but yeah. Weeks, um, I, guess. I watched a couple. Um, I watched cool. uh, the movie Free Willy. The like number one. <laughs> yeah, like the nice. original Free Willy. Uh, oh man, what a classic! And it was my first viewing. Okay, what? what is wrong with you? 
What is how? Brady Alaskauskas. That's not. If you were here, I'd be slapping you across the head. I, I just again. You've seen Homeward Bound, but you never saw Free Willy. We didn't. We owned Homeward Bound. We didn't own Free Willy. Oh, so man. you're blaming your parents. I am. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Lisa yeah. Sears, if you're listening. Uh, child abuse. Um, <laughs> I also watched the movie Toys, which is a Robin Williams sure movie. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen I don't think I've seen that. No? Yeah. No. 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 Well, that's too bad. Go on. Go on. Because it's good. Um... <laughs> He just searched toys in Google and Toys Are Up came, toys are up. came up. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've seen that movie. Yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I watched uh, Hitman's Bodyguard with oh, that's also a good movie. Ryan Not Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. That's oh, funny. Right. Um, hmm. I watched Justice League. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. Crickets. <laughs> Not um, seeing it. I... Good for you. <laughs> here's, okay, so here's the reason I watched Justice League. I watched Justice sure. League because um, my girlfriend has not seen Justice League, and uh-huh. I have not seen Aquaman or Shazam, and I've heard really mm. good things about Aquaman. I've heard incredible things about Shazam. Um, I've I've heard the contrary to Shazam. Really? Yeah. No, I've heard yeah. really good things. I've heard Anyways. mixed things about Shazam. Okay. Aquaman is good. It's really campy. Yeah. Like there's a lot of campy her- her- heroism type stuff in it. For oh, some, but it's Aquaman. a good fun ride. For some it's reason, I've ride. heard a lot of reviews from middle-aged soccer moms about Aquaman, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, something Momoa's oh, is important. shirtless that, scenes. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Well, it's mimosas. I think women like mimosas. Yeah. Oh, Mimosas were in it, right? Soccer they drink it while drinking mimosas. Mimosas. Right? They drink it while drinking mimosas. <laughs> they watch it while drinking mimosas. Yeah. Um, I need a mimosa. So yeah. So I so I watched it. Um, a because I, I mean, regardless of the hot trash that the film is, it's got Batman in it, and so that's it's <laughs> a redeeming quality right there. Um, and Superman is dead for most of it, which is also a redeem. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get like hate mail from our previous guest, Emily Mater. She's a big guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She named. That's exactly what I was thinking when you said that. They they (laughs) named both of their children after Superman universe characters. Um, uh, The next one I watched was The Founder with Michael Keaton, the McDonald's. Mm, That's a good movie. Interesting movie. Yeah. Um, And then summed all that up with uh, some movie about uh, drumming. I don't know. Whiplash. Yes, that one. Yeah. But you didn't like it? No, it was good. <laughs> I was about to like rage quit this podcast if you didn't like that movie. Yeah. Aside, aside note, though, even though it's not my recommendation for you, check out... Sure. Um, ah, crap. What is it called? Is it Drumline? I think it's Drumline. Drum line, clink, clink, clink. The keys go. Drum line, yes. Drum line is I think I've a. Seen that movie. It's got Nick Cannon in it. Um, it's a 2002 drumming yeah, I've seen movie, that. and it's pretty good. Mm. It's all right. Pretty good. Um, and, and it's you're, like you're, you're, it's, you're, and you're talking about that just in relation to yeah. Whiplash. Drum line yeah. is like a sports movie without sports. <laughs> yeah, so, pretty much. So, <laughs> Do you have anything to talk about Whiplash? Because I want to mention a couple things. Uh, no, just that I liked it. I would give it probably sure. a, 
Um, I wasn't blown away by it. To me, it's not like a, you know, it's not a, a classic. Um, right. I'd say 7.5. Okay. So I'm going to tell you why I gave it a much higher 10 out of 10. Wow. So, yeah, I'm looking yeah. at it on his computer and, here. And, and Carl needs to remember, this isn't, there's some movies, like, I don't think it's better than New Hope. I just think for, on my rating scale, it was a better made movie. You need to make a, you need to make a version of your rating scale available for other people to use and understand. Because that more, doesn't make, I'm looking at this at 10 out of 10 and it doesn't make sense to me compared to Star Wars. Maybe. <laughs> But it does. So let me uh, let me just tell you why. So I like this movie, Whiplash, because of its realism, its intensity, and its captivating characters. I like that it explores the concept of someone, an individual, giving it their all, but that not necessarily translating into success, or at least not the success that he originally intended to get. I specifically still get chills in that final scene, which, as a side note, J.K. Simmons is amazing, and he won an Oscar for this. I still get chills in that final performance when they there's the build-up and they look at each other and nod and then he points to the drummer and it just ends the movie. I get like tingles in my spine. But I think it's why that's, it's so that's, good. That's the spinal bifida. <laughs> the, reason, <laughs> the reason I think it's so well done because it won several Oscars and it was done well, but it's such a contrast to the dime a dozen movies about some stupid child prodigy who picks up a saxophone on the side of the road and is the next smooth jazz hero. And he practices once every six months and everyone's like, wow, this prodigy's amazing. <laughs> this movie is about someone who plays the drums till his hands are bleeding and still his instructor, his protege says, no, you suck, you're off beat. Oh, man. Get out, sit down. You're, you, you've just been in a car accident. Get out of my studio. I don't want to look at you. Like it, I love how real it is, how gritty it is. And it's just such a contrast to that garbage that every other Prodigy movie is about. I'm sorry, I'm laughing because if I remember Drumline right, that's exactly Drumline. I googled <laughs> Drumline and I'm telling you, I will never watch it. <laughs> it's, a, it's literally about a drumming Prodigy. <laughs> no. No. Whiplash is so real. I love Whiplash. I could watch that movie like once a year. Oh man, he's going to watch Drumline and absolutely tear it Have apart. Have a seizure. I, this is my prediction. Pete will give Drumline a zero. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> that is all. That is all. Oh, man. That's funny. <laughs> okay. Well, um, so I'm, I'm serious about what your is What is your system. recommendation to I want to see to how me? it works. We'll, so we'll my, get into that in the bonus stuff. So my recommendation for you is toys. Toys. Okay. Yeah. My recommendation That's to you recommendation. is I've got another quote-unquote movie. I'm not even going to tell you what it is, but... There's You're not going to tell me what the movie is? How am I going to watch it? You've got to just watch a bunch of movies and I'll tell you if you hit it. I just have to watch every Jake Gyllenhaal film? It's not. I said it involves Gyllenhaal, but it's not Jake. Oh, it's his sister. It's um, his sister. Um, um, the the uh, What's her name? Batman's mistress. Yeah, well, Batman's mistress in the second and third one. Or just second one she dies. Just the second. The second. Whoa, plot ruiner. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, okay, so the movie's called The Kindergarten Teacher, and just watch it, and we'll talk about it next week. Doesn't that star Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, yeah, I was going to say, isn't that a... <laughs> that's Kindergarten Cop? Isn't that a better film? Where... It is a better film. It probably is, but I still want you to watch <laughs> Which Kindergarten Teacher. 
I okay. sat through the first podcast listening to Brady talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was like, ah, oh, if I knew what this that that's what this podcast would be about, I would have been there. <laughs> I would have been all over talking about Arnold. Mm. Anyway, side note. So, so just just a spoiler for me then um, is the difference between. Uh, is the difference between kindergarten cop and kindergarten teacher that in kindergarten teacher, it turns out it is a tumor. <laughs> I haven't seen kindergarten cop, so, so I don't know oh, the reference. I own it on VHS. Can I'm, I borrow I'm coming over later. Okay. Yeah. VHS. <laughs> yeah, I do. I have it on VHS. You're over now. I think it's on I Netflix. I don't have it on It's me. on Netflix. I can watch it there. <laughs> yeah, it's on Netflix. Um, yeah, which, so, okay. Uh, so kindergarten teacher, and you're going to watch toys. Yep. Cool. All right. Cool. Sounds good. Well, um, should we wrap it do up? You, do you want to know what I watched? Not no. really. No. Yeah. I, I watched Star Wars. Did you? <laughs> Did you watch anything yeah. else? Cool. Uh, a few weeks ago, I watched um, Christopher Robin. Oh, Ooh, with Ewan McGregor. Crazy. Ian McGregor, Star yeah. Wars tie-in. Yes. Yeah. So that was good. so good. It is. I was really, really pleasantly happy with that movie so yeah. so so warm and tingly with poo yep playing the watching game on the it's like tree mm. rock i'm like oh poo you're amazing yeah. you're, you're yeah. such a lovable character to me yeah. to me the they, moment they hit, in, they hit all the notes perfectly in that movie i think right. to me the moment in that movie that just like set it over the top for me is when um when poo wants a red balloon and oh, yeah. and Christopher Robin says you don't need a red balloon, and Pooh goes, "No, but I would really like one. Mm. <laughs> it would make me happy. Make me very oh. happy. Yeah. yeah, my yeah. I can't do I can't do it. Oh, that was still really good. All that the scenes good. where they're where they come to life and somebody realizes it and all chaos breaks loose. Right. Oh yeah. It's like, did you see that bear talk? Yeah. It's a stuffed bear. Bears don't stuffed bears don't talk. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that uh, is a good movie. Carl, who would you like to give a shout out to? Mm. Uh, I'm going to shout out my wife who doesn't like your show. Ooh. What? <laughs> wow. Yeah, but she's awesome because she's my wife. Hang on. So hold the yeah. phone. <laughs> she doesn't listen to any podcast, so it's not a take on you. It's just. Well, that's not the way you presented podcast. it. You just yeah. said she hates your show specifically. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, to to be fair, she's listened to an episode of your show. That's nice. You know, oh, so yep. she's she's given it a shot. She which, hasn't given other which, podcasts any shots. Which so. which, which episode, episode was that? The first one. Oh, no, that's no. not even our best. Yeah, no, she that's needs our to worst. To, yeah, <laughs> she'll I'd listen say. to this one. I would hope. <laughs> I hope so. I hope, well, we'll find we'll, out. I'll find out. Support when, your uh, man. She, yeah. <laughs> And yeah. call. When, when or if she hears my <laughs> my shout out. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, cool. I, thanks for being an honorary. Wait. Can I can I give you guys a recommendation? I've been thinking about this since you, you said you'd have me on the show. Sure. I'm not sure if we want to set this tone. So so there's there's a actor who I love all his work and he's in a lot of stuff, but not as a main character, Nicholas as Cage. a side character. Rob he plays little minor roles. Nicholas Cage. He was in. He was in all three. Either the first two or all three of Tobey Maguire's Spider Man's. He's had a few TV shows. He's had several movies, B movies, where he's starred in them. Hmm. Um, the most most famous of which would be Evil Dead. So Bruce Campbell is like one of my one of up there probably one of my top five favorite actors. Okay, and uh, 
I'm going to get you to watch one of his starring roles called Bubba Hotep. Bubba Hotep. Yeah, oh, that sounds familiar. Which but, you, so, which you, do you have wanna, on do you want, VHS. Do you want me to kind of give you a little... I don't have it on VHS. You'll have to find it and watch it. But uh, Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Bubba Hotep is about Elvis Presley in a retirement home. Nobody believes he's Elvis Presley. They just think he's senile because... The, he swapped his identity with an impersonator because he wanted some peace of mind from the press. Hmm. And then this impersonator died. <laughs> and then so the rest of the movie, it, the whole movie is uh, Elvis Presley and some uh, African-American in a wheelchair who thinks he's John F. Kennedy uh, fighting a mummy. That actually sounds amazing of the rest actually, of the uh, citizens in the retirement I home. laughed at first, and now that I'm reading the description, I actually kind of want to watch it. It's such an awesome movie. Like, Bruce Campbell's movies are B-movies, but they're like, we know we're a B-movie, so we're just going to go over the top. So, and they're he, awesome. In Spider-Man, like, does he play like the concierge so, at the theater? Like, who's like, uh, don't come in? Yes, in the oh, second one. He's and so in the good. first one, he's the ring announcer that's like, right. Spider-person? Spider, uh, yeah. That's a stupid name. Yeah. And then he announces him as Spider-Man. Okay, so, I do like this Yeah, Bruce Campbell's an amazing actor. He doesn't get... I don't enough credit, I think. Mm. And his his B movies that he stars in are amazing. Cool. So Bubba Hotep is my recommendation to you guys. And if you have time, also check out Bruce Almighty, where he plays a fictional version of himself. Hmm. And he fights a Chinese demon god of cheese curds. Huh. Hmm. I'm less so. likely to watch that one. Yeah. They're both they're both hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But okay. Boba Hotep is definitely the better of the two. Cool. Yeah, sounds well, good. Carl, thank you for being an honorary movie man. Thank Can I go to the bathroom so now? <laughs> no. Ah, oh, dang. You didn't bring a bottle? <laughs> Pete didn't tell me. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so thanks print. for having me, guys. This is fun. Awesome. So thanks a lot. Uh, stay tuned. Next week, um, we are going to be going back to doing one of our vote episodes. Um, so that's exciting. Um and um yeah and then the following week we'll do another star wars and we'll kind of flip flop back and forth like a bunch of wishy-washy losers so you know yeah i often was when i was preparing for this episode i often was wondering are we winners because we're doing a podcast on star wars or are we losers because we're literally sitting in a basement in a cold damp basement talking about star wars and i can't discern an answer well i'm actually yeah so i'm that you're you're placing your value on the wrong things pete yeah i mean i'm currently place your value on the fact that you know lots about star wars and that is a win yeah (laughs) i'm i'm currently at our new studio and which is really frustrating because they're just hanging the movie men sign out front and they're Mm. like it's loud so but you know progress progress you know so well thanks for thanks for listening everyone uh, unless you didn't, in which case, thanks anyways. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Thanks bye. for nothing. <laughs> thanks for nothing. Thanks for nothing.